Yes, dear Father, we pray that may you keep our eyes fixed upon you. And Lord, please fill us with your Holy Spirit, for we ask this in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. Amen. So can I request you to come nearer? If, if you have noticed, if you don't have mic, my voice really sounds like a little man's voice. So, <laughs> so praise God for PA system, but we don't have it right now. This is just for, uh, for Audiverse. So, so most of you knew that uh, I was not supposed to be this weekend, this weekend speaker. And uh, when I received a distress call from Michael, <laughs> I told him, Brother Michael, I, I have to pray about it. And this is the thing that I had been accustomed to before I say to, to yes to any, to any appointment, I have to bring it to the Lord. I have experienced so many times that I went, even if I did not have peace, it was not good. It was not good. So when I said yes to Michael, I didn't even know what to share. So I have to ask for the Lord's leading in everything. So whatever the Lord, whatever blessings that you have received this week, it's all because of Him. Can you say amen to that? Amen. It was all because of Him. So this morning I was praying, Lord, what should I share? And I remember before coming to, uh, to Chattanooga two weeks ago, doing a week of prayer, I was even asking, Lord, what am I going to share? And God is so good that He gives the message at the last minute. So I received a text from one of my spiritual fathers. And, uh, and this text included this beautiful quote from, from Life Sketches. It says here, Very soon, she declared, this is Auntie Ellen, the strife and oppression from foreign nations will break forth with an intensity that you do not now anticipate. Friends, can you sense this? Huh? Can you sense this? And this is one thing that I, I'd like to, to say right now, right here, that it is such a blessing to be still gathering together. Huh? It is such a huge blessing to do this. Other people in other countries are not allowed to do this, even in, in countries where it's supposed to be freedom and liberty. But listen to this, friends. This is one very comforting line. You need to realize the importance of becoming acquainted with God in prayer. So I believe the restoration was, this is not their idea. This, this was a spirit-led theme and focus right now. Because God is really desiring for His people to pray. Listen, friends, this is a beautiful thought. When you have the assurance that He hears you, you will be cheerful in tribulation. At least one or two person agrees. <laughs> I'll jump off if you... <laughs> friends, this is such a beautiful line, isn't it? Just imagine, you will be cheerful in tribulation. Friends, if we are not cheerful right now, even before the tribulation, how can we run with the horses when we could not even keep up with the footmen? You hear this? And you know what? This is just an assurance as well. This is just a beautiful reminder that, remember, the joyfulness that we have, that is not manufactured by, by you. We could not produce joy as we could not produce love. We have to get acquainted to the source of all of this. It says here, you will rise above despondency. What a beautiful promise. You will rise above despondency because you experience the quickening influence of the power of God in your hearts. A beautiful thought, friends. And this is one thing that I realize, that the enemy is allowing all these things so that we will be distracted from focusing our eyes to the source of our strength. 
to the source of our peace, the source of our joy. And as I'm going around right now, I could see that the mental health situation is getting worse. It's getting worse. And just imagine for us in the Philippines before, mental health is just like a very taboo type of thing. You don't have mental health problem because if you have a problem, you just go to your neighbor unannounced, eat their food, sleep in their bed. And the next day you take some of their food back home. But even now in the Philippines, even 12 year old kids commit suicide. It's just heartbreaking. And friends, the mind is the battleground of the enemy. And the mind needs to be set in its right focus. When it's set in its right focus, I believe, friends, we have a fighting chance. It's not just we have a fighting chance. We are on the winning side. Can you say amen? Amen. Oh, friends. And, and I told you, I, I went back again to reading the patriarchs and prophets. Friends, it was such a beautiful, beautiful account to be reminded of God's power and the foolishness of, of God's church and what we need to learn from them. And I'd like to ask this question because I've been reading this story. I heard this story so many times, but I did not get the details, not unless I read this thought. Uh, remember when Moses and Aaron faced Pharaoh and they brought the rod and the rod transformed into a snake. And then the magicians transformed their rods into snakes as well. And you know what's the ending? That, that his snake, that God's snake ate up the other snakes. Question, who among you here thought that the snakes that the magicians made were real snakes? Raise your hand. Don't be shy. Raise your hand. Okay, there's some honest people. Who among you here thought that the snakes of the magicians? Raise your hand. Don't worry. We will not push you off the cliff if you're wrong. Okay, only a few of us got it wrong, huh? You knew? You did not tell us? <laughs> Friends, I did not realize that that was not real snakes. Listen, listen, friends. Are you reading your Bibles? I should be reading my Bibles more often. It says here, The magicians did not really cause their rods to become serpents. But by magic, aided by the great deceiver, they were able to produce this appearance. It was beyond the power of Satan to change the rods into living serpents. It was beyond the power of Satan to change the rods into living serpents. And then it hit me. All the things that, that somehow we're facing that, that takes away our peace, most of it, if I, I'll declare all of it, are caused by Him. And it's all deception. And if we focus so much on the deception, my dear friends, we give Him the power. We give Him the power. And, and it says here, oh, the prince of evil, though possessing all the wisdom and might of a fallen angel, has not power to create or to give life. This is the prerogative of God alone. But all that was in Satan's power to do, he did. He produced a counterfeit. Friends, this is such a beautiful thought for me, is because we give the enemy so much power. We think that he's powerful, that he could do this, that he could do that. But in reality, his power is very limited. But since we do not focus on the source, His power is magnified in our eyes. We are focused so much on the chaos that's happening around us, on the things that divides our church, that we do not focus on the one who could unite us, on the one who could give the solution to all of this. 
His solutions are, are way better than us, and ours. Can you say amen to that? Amen. For His ways are way better than our ways. His thoughts are way better than our thoughts. Friends, I love exposing right now the powerlessness of the enemy. Remember Mount Carmel? It seems like we are in Mount Carmel right now. And just imagine when Elijah made that appeal. Uh, for example, I'm Elijah right now. <laughs> and Elijah made that appeal. That was, oh, that was the saddest appeal because no one stood up to be on the side of God. Isn't that the saddest thing? Like, I have not done an appeal. I'm not saying that, that I'm really good at appeals. I have, not done an, I have not seen an appeal that no one stood up. Like, I think people stand up sometimes because they pity me. Like, they don't want to f for Jem to feel alone. But there, in Elijah's, in Elijah's uh, talk, no one really took the courage to stand up for God. And listen to this, to this thought. This is from Patrick, uh, Prophets and Kings. Facing Ahab and the false prophets and surrounded by the assembled hosts of Israel, Elijah stands, the only one who has appeared to vindicate the honor of Jehovah. But Elijah is not alone. Above and around him are the protecting hosts of heaven, angels that excel in strength. Amen. Can you say louder amen than that? Amen. amen. Isn't this beautiful? It seems like the whole host of Israel against Elijah, Elijah's in the minority. But get this, get this, friends. The angels who were with him are, are so much more than the host of men. Why? It says around and above. There's so much that they could not, that they could not fit on the ground. They have to be stacked on top of each other, above and around him. Friends, when we are standing on the Lord's side, you're standing on the majority. Can you say amen to this, friends? And, and listen, I, I love this next line. Gladly would Satan have come. Remember how many, how many uh, false prophets? 850 or 800? Doesn't matter. So many of them trying to, trying to conjure, <laughs> to, to conjure fire. And listen, gladly would Satan have come to help those whom he had deceived. And who were devoted to his service gladly would have sent lightning to kindle the sacrifice. But Jehovah's, Jehovah has set Satan's bound, restrained his power, and not all the enemy's device can convey one spark at Baal's altar. Just imagine, friends, they were trying with all their magic words. Even smoke did not come out. Not a spark, friends. Not a spark. Oh, isn't it amazing that the God that we serve is more powerful than the one who's trying to take away our peace? Oh, I was, I was receiving a, an update from, from some missionaries back in the Philippines. And uh, who among you here heard about my testimony, about my visa, about my, uh, a few people. Uh, praise God. So a lot of you do not, uh, there's, there's still some fresh people who would hear the testimony throughout this week. <laughs> but uh, remember my story about absolute reliance. Like nine years, I have not been receiving salary or stipend, depending on the Lord fully for everything. And the Lord changed that before COVID. Before COVID, I got stuck in, I got stuck in New York coming from Seychelles. And they were interrogating me. And they will not let me, let me go through. 
until I tell I tell them until I tell them where where do I get my funds. So I told them uh, the Lord provides. I said, do not give me that answer. <laughs> Remember my story before when I said uh, the Lord provides and and they are they are like wow and and this person was just like mad do not give me that, that answer it's for the next for the last five years that you have that you have traveled back and forth you have come and gone like 14 15 times how are you able to afford this I said by faith or do not give me that answer <laughs> so make long story short they 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 really grilled me. It's like a two-hour interview, friends. They're trying to get some something that will that will somehow get me in trouble. So they asked me, "Do you receive money?" I said, "Sir, I'm not paid." I said, "But do you receive money uh, as you travel?" I said, "Yes, people will give me sometimes as a gift." I said, "How much?" And I tell them, I "said then, then that's illegal." I said, "How come, sir? It's not a payment." I said, and the lawyer friend of mine said, Jam, they were trying to bully you. I said, of course, look at me. <laughs> I'm, I look like I get easily intimidated. <laughs> so, so I tell them, yes. And I said, you know what? Yeah, we could have deported you right now because what you did was illegal. But since you're naive, <laughs> you just expose yourself to us. So what we'll do is we'll require you a, an R1 visa. We'll require you an R1 visa. And... Uh, and we could have deported you and ban you for five years and cancel your tourist visa. Just imagine that that could have been the thing. And make long story short, I was thinking, okay, Lord, goodbye, U.S. This will be the end of my of my ministry to America. And friends, you know what happened? Remember, my deal with God is not to tell people about my need, not to ask, not to borrow. And what happened was somebody heard about it from my friends, and they offered me an R1 visa. And to process an R1 visa, it will cost you, it will cost you like 8,600 US dollars. It's expensive. So friends, and that's where ASAP is right now. And the moment ASAP approached me and I said, Jem, so since you are an employee, you'll receive a stipend. I said, please, no, that is not part of my testimony. I'm not praying to, I'm not trying to be modest. But my nine years has been working so well because I depended fully on the Lord. And I'm afraid if I depend on something that the Lord has not given me, I will not be experiencing this testimony that I'm sharing with you right now. So I just imagine you're given a salary and that's a problem. <laughs> so, so I tell them, I, I could give it back to you, to you guys. And, and the director said, no, Jim, that's, that would be dishonesty. Like we pay you and then you, you, pay, you pay us back. So no, that's that's a small amount. He said it's it's a little stipend. When I look at the stipend, I said this is still too much for me. So I was struggling before God. The Lord, what should I do? And the Lord somehow convicted me. Do not worry, that's not for you. <laughs> and he said, so what's this for? He said that's for the missionaries back home that doesn't have stipends. And oh, so every every salary time. I'm just like, I'm this rich philanthropist <laughs> that doesn't have money of its own. And God is so good. So I'm sending this help to people back home, to my fellow missionaries who does not even have stipend of their own. And one of those, of those people is this young woman. She had a very, very promising career. She graduated at the top, not of her class, but at the top of, the, of her university. She graduated cum laude chemical engineer 
and she was she was the most outstanding graduate in their university and she was working a corporate uh, corporate level somehow the lord convicted her to leave everything and to be a missionary friends just imagine she was at the top of her game and she became a missionary and and she was sharing with me yemanong jem i did not have the peace and the joy well i was in a field where god has not called me to be and now she left everything she left everything and she is you know what she does right now because when covid happened when pandemic happened the students in the philippines were struggling because there's no in person in person uh, communication in person class so there's it's either online or you have you're given a workbook and online friends not all kids have have cell phones not all kids have tablet and not every one of them have internet so they have to do the workbook and the workbook they are struggling so since she she's gifted with with intellect so she gathered the kids around her around her community and these kids are problematic kids these kids are kids in a broken family and all so she gathered them she taught them the lesson and she was also teaching them how to pray so she gathered them she taught them what we did yesterday united prayer so these kids from from ages 8 to 12 There were like 15 to 20 of them and she even provided them with food so that's why what i gave her somehow blessed these kids and she gave me reports after reports and one report was was very very interesting did you hear that uh, we got hit by typhoon odette or right that was a super typhoon that hit philippines and while all these things were happening while 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 the typhoon was about to hit all the people all the people in that in that community was asked to go to the evacuation center on a higher place in a solid in a solid ground and friends what happened was the kids were asking hey when are you coming what time are you coming and she said i can't come because i have something else so who will lead us in worship and and she told the kids you know how to do worship you do it and friends you know what was happening in the evacuation center all the people were there their moms their grandparents their uncles they were there and they saw these kids gathered together did a worship and started praying and one of the grandma told Kim later on said Kim while the adults were gambling were playing cards were drinking yeah your kids were there praying and you know what happened friends the typhoon the typhoon was over and while they were going around the town a lot of post electrical post houses were destroyed in their little village in their little village only one tree fell all the houses were intact all the houses were intact and during covid for nearly a year and a half in that little village where the kids stayed not one case of covid amen not a single case of covid why because there is this group that has childlike faith literally childlike faith clinging on to their heavenly father god is more powerful friends can you say amen amen, amen.
And this is the thing that I realize. When we come together and pray, when we submit, fully submit ourselves to God, the Lord shows up. The Lord will show us who He is. And whatever, this is, this is also a, a beautiful reminder for us because a lot of people were telling me, Jem, we were blessed throughout this weekend. And I, I really believe it was blessed because we intentionally came together and prayed. You know, there's a different, this, there's a different atmosphere when it is made in prayer. When we start with prayer, when we end with prayer, it's just like telling God, Lord, this is your territory. Inhabit it. And one moment we did that, the enemy is even more powerless. Yes, there'll be attacks. When we're doing things like this, there'll be attacks. Expect that. But do not forget that the God that you serve is a powerful God. Amen. Amen? A few more verses before we end. And 15 more chapters. <laughs> that laugh is a very nervous laugh. <laughs> I like I like to read this. I, I'd like to skip the other stuff. I like to read this quote and then read the beautiful verses. It says here, God is the treasure house of all wisdom. The humblest worker that depends on this undiminished supply will be able to work the works of Christ. Praise God, organizers. And for all of us, if the aim of the worker is to glorify God, there will be abundant channels of usefulness open for him or her in which he may work with with all hope of success isn't this beautiful with all hope of success god has provided such helpers for him in the heavenly intelligences that failure will not be seen or mentioned isn't this powerful failure will not be seen or even mentioned because christ has promised lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world and if god before us who can be against us? If Christ is our companion, listen, because we wear His yoke and lift His burdens, we shall gain advanced victories. Whew. The opposition of men will be strengthless. Can you say amen? amen? The opposition of men will be strengthless. Their wisdom, weakness. As the disciples of Christ reached out their empty hands of faith to one who is always ready to impart, men may oppose, but no weapon can prosper that is formed against those who are imbued with the love of Christ and armed with the gospel weapons. Amen. Friends, we are standing on the side of victory. Let's not get intimidated by the enemy, but let's not face the battle on our own because you are not designed to fight the battle on your own. As we welcome Him, as we acknowledge Him, He will show up. And lastly, while I was, I was reading those, that quote, those two verses jumped at me. And I looked up Romans 8 verse 31 that said, If God be for us, who can be against us? And the, the Living Bible, His translation said, If God is on our side, who can ever be against us? Isn't that beautiful? It's like, if God is on our side, who can ever be against us? And, and I, I looked up that thought as well, that uh, oh, Romans 8 verse 31, and it went down to verse 32. It says, He that spared not his son, but delivered him up for us all, 
how shall he not with him also freely, freely give us all things? The Living Bible, I, I like the translation, so I'll read to you the translations from this. And verse 38 and 39, it says here, Since he did not spare even his own son, but for us he gave him up for us all, won't he also surely give us everything else? Won't he surely give us everything else? And verse 38, Oh, for I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from His love. Death can't, and life can't. The angels won't, and all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears today, our worries about tomorrow. Mm. Mm. Our fears today, our worries about tomorrow, or where we are, high above the sky, or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when He died for us. Isn't that a powerful promise, friends? Sometimes we just have to take our eyes of the things that takes away our peace, that takes away our joy, and set it to the one who has given us all evidences that He will fight till death for you. And lastly, Remember, one of the quotes said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The Living Bible said, Be sure of this. <laughs> I like this. Be what? Be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Friends, if God, is, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Let us keep our eyes on Jesus and let us never forget. Let us be intentional as this whole restoration week continues. Even if you are not there, lift up a prayer. Because God is about to win this battle because He has already won it. Amen. So let God be praised. Amen. Let's, let's gather together closer. Amen. Friends, at this time, let's, let's spend like three minutes praising God and thanking God, but this is going to be just a simple format. Let us remember who God has been to us and let us declare who will always be to us. So it will go like this. Lord, you have always been my blank and you will always be my blank. Okay? Can you say amen? Amen. So I'd like to begin this. Your Father, oh Lord, you have always been my constant companion and you'll always be my constant companion. Your Father, we agree with that song. You have been so good to us. You have been more than good to us. And thank you so much, Lord, for answering our prayers, way exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And Lord, we commit this week to you. We praise and we thank you, Lord, for showing us this week and that you desire to complete this task. So Lord, may we step out of the way. May we bow lower. May we give you, dear Father, the reins and everything that needs to get done. Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And thank you so much, Lord, for your promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And that beautiful promise when you said, be sure of this, that I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So Lord, may we fix our eyes upon the one whose eyes is fixed upon us. May we never look at the trials. May we always look up to the God that loves us, who is faithful. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you for the great and mighty things that you're about to do throughout this week. Lord, we give you back all the praises, the glory and the honor for you deserve it all. And we pray this 
And we ask that you please anoint all of us, baptize us, O Lord, with the baptism of your Holy Spirit, day by day and moment by moment, dear Father. We ask this in the loving and precious name of your Son, Jesus, all your children say, Amen. 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 This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.